everyone, and welcome to the Barbell Mamas podcast. My name is Christina Previtt. I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist, researcher in exercise and pregnancy, and a mom of two who has competed in CrossFit, powerlifting, or weightlifting, pregnant, postpartum, or both. In this podcast, we want to talk about the realities of being a mom who loves to exercise. Whether you're a recreational uh, exerciser or an athlete, we want to talk about all of the things that we go through as females going into this motherhood journey. We're going to talk about fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum topics that are relevant to the active individual. While I am a pelvic floor physical therapist, I am not your pelvic floor physical therapist and know that this podcast does not substitute medical advice. All right, come along for this journey with us while we navigate motherhood together, and I can't wait to get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to welcome you to the pilot episode of the Barbell Mama podcast. My name is Christina Previtt. I am going to be your host for this podcast, and I am just so excited to get started This podcast has been a dream of mine for a really long time. I think that there are so many topics that need debunking, but also need a sense of community around decisions that we make as pregnant or postpartum individuals that love strength training. I am a mom of two. I have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. And before I got pregnant with my daughter, I was competing on a national level in weightlifting. And there were a lot of realities of what it meant to be an athlete in a strength-focused sport and making the decision to start a family. And so in today's episode, I wanted to talk about some of those very real realities of starting a family as an athlete. You know, I wasn't I wasn't making a living as a professional athlete, but my athleticism was and continues to be important to me. And being an athlete means that I want to intentionally move my body and I have goals around fitness. And so I hope that 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 means you. If that if you are, you know, I would probably be in that recreational category. I wouldn't necessarily put myself in this high level elite. I'm trying to be the fittest mom I can be, okay? Um, but you know, my strength training stuff is important to me. I've worked a really long time to have the strength that I have now. And when I was having the thoughts around getting pregnant for the first time. I felt very isolated and alone in the feelings that I was experiencing. And I was kind of getting into the pelvic health space. I was, you know, running a postpartum exercise program, but I hadn't really talked to a lot of athletes who were getting into pregnancy or thinking about becoming pregnant. And so I felt really alone. But now, you know, five years later, my daughter's four, so I guess almost five years later, I have had this conversation with so many of my clients, people on the internet reaching out to me, members of the Barbell Mamas. And so I really want to start getting some of these messages out there. And so really, let's talk about some of these realities. So let's talk about getting pregnant and deciding to get pregnant. 
So number one is this has always been true, but nobody talks about it in that your athletic window and your fertility window directly overlap. They directly overlap. And, you know, my husband didn't have to have a conversation around when or if or how he wanted to step away from sport in order for us to start our family. And I did. <laughs> and, you know, when I, I had mentioned that when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was competing at nationals. I was the strongest I had ever been. I was the leanest I had ever been. I just felt so good. My career was on a good path, but I turned 29. And for everybody, they're going to have this age that's different for them. But for me, it was my 29th birthday. And I was like, oh, now, like, you know, 35, I want to have multiple kids. We had gotten married. We were steady with our jobs. And the baby thing started coming into my mind. And Nick and I, my husband Nick and I had been having conversations about it, but in the back of my mind, I knew that I wanted to start a family, but I also was grieving the fact that my my fitness was going to need to change at least temporarily in order for that baby to come to life. And, you know, thankfully for us, we did not have any trouble getting pregnant, but it was in the summer, just after I turned 29, that we said, you know, we weren't, we were going to start trying for a kiddo. And then I got pregnant. <laughs> and so reality number one is that I was grieving the fact that I was doing really well from a fitness perspective. And when I got pregnant, I was grieving the lost temporary step back in fitness that I was going to be experiencing. So I think that's reality number one that nobody wants to acknowledge. I was unbelievably excited that we were about to start a family. Do not get me wrong. I was pumped. I remember thinking over and over and over again, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. Nobody knows I'm pregnant, but oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. So that was reality number one is that both of those feelings are allowed to exist. I'm allowed to be sad that I have to step back in my fitness, but also super excited that we are going to have a baby and we're going to start a family. So reality number two is navigating sport. You have no idea how long it's going to take for you to get pregnant. And, you know, so we kind of like pulled the goalie and, and we were trying, but I had no idea. So from a fitness perspective, I was kind of going in the same path. I was going to be continuing with all of my training until there was something that happened, aka a positive pregnancy test, to tell me otherwise, which was cool. I ended up having a weightlifting meet um, six weeks after I had my positive pregnancy test, or five weeks after. I think I was nine weeks pregnant with my with my daughter. And reality number two is that you get that positive pregnancy test and you think, okay, does anything need to change? I have no idea. I have never been pregnant before. My heart rate is starting to jack up really fast. Like, does that mean that I need to change things? What does that look like for me? 
And I really didn't know um, if I could continue using a weightlifting belt, like all these things over the last five years, we've really tried to gain clarity on. And I've done research in this area. I now teach courses in this stuff and I incorporate it into all of our exercise programs. And I do that on purpose. And so when I was thinking about all these things, I was so lucky to be connected with a high-risk fetal medicine physician who was an obstetrician who I was able to call up and say, hey, like I just found out I was pregnant and I did a snatch for the first time. And I know in pregnancy, baby is super far back in pelvis, but I got scared. You know, I, I've never done this before. I don't want to be a bad mom. You can feel like that really early on. And he was the one that actually really brought my fears down. And to this day, I am still so thankful for him because he told me that everything was going to be fine. If I had already been doing all of these things, that I was going to be okay. And so I continued training. My fatigue was super high, but thankfully my morning slash all day sickness was not. And I was able to compete. And then things started to switch, right? I got more and more pregnant. My, my training had to change. And that's where we get, so kind of reality number one is that we're allowed to grieve the process of getting pregnant and what that means for our fitness. Two is that when we get pregnant, we can be kind of lost around what we should be doing. And, and my own challenges or the insights that I recognize through my own pregnancies are, are part of the reason why I'm so passionate and why our business really works on trying to relieve a lot of those myths. And then the third reality is athlete brain. You know, as an athlete or somebody who enjoys fitness, I am very good at pushing my body. I am so good that I have put myself in the hospital for it, but that is a story for another time. And you come to battle with athlete brain when you are pregnant and you are battling mom brain because mom brain tells you to protect our society in general tells us that pregnancy is a very protected time. And so you can have a lot of internal conflicts. And I think this can go one of three ways. One is the athlete who was very ready to step away from the intensity of being an athlete or competing and is okay with stepping back. And that athlete push has calmed during pregnancy. I've had some clients who actually felt like being pregnant was very healing because they had been so used to controlling everything that what the foods that they eat to the gram, the recovery stuff, the fitness stuff. And when they were pregnant, they allowed themselves this permission to breathe and step back and in some ways from like body image and eating disorders heal. And so that's one where it can be very healing. The second is that you have an athlete who really wants to continue pushing their fitness. They don't want to lose as they want to mitigate any losses to fitness that they can. And finding a provider that is going to accept that for them and give them the buoys that they need to navigate can be 
helpful. On the flip side, depending on a person's motivation, the person that is very gung-ho about not losing their fitness, they can either have that because they have goals postpartum that they really want to achieve, or it can be because they really just don't know anything else. You know, like that has always been their reality. And with that conversation as a pelvic floor physical therapist, one who's navigated this multiple times myself, who has treated individuals in this space for a long time now, the other flip side of that is sometimes what my job is, is to give you permission to rest, to assure you with the utmost confidence that you're going to be okay and that your fitness will come back. That motor memory is real. If this is something that you really want to continue doing, um, then you will be able to do that. If you have, you know, obviously the, the support and what that, whatnot around you. And so, you know, the, the gung ho athlete brain, we, we can have conversations in both ways and I'm okay having conversations in both directions. And, you know, in my first pregnancy, I really had goals postpartum. Not that I don't have goals now, but um, I really had goals, those goals postpartum. And so I really pushed it still during my pregnancy and I got back to it postpartum. In my second pregnancy, because my exhaustion took a whole other <laughs> level because I had a toddler at home, I found myself still having athlete brain, but giving myself more grace. And I, I think it was because I had done this before and I saw my fitness come back. And, you know, now I'm 18 months postpartum with my second. And I actually, from a, just a pure health perspective, when you combine cardio conditioning and, and strength and just all the aspects of fitness, I am probably just as fit, if not slightly more fit than when I was competing at regionals back in 2014. And that's pretty cool. You know, I'm, I'm over 10 years older, you know, or I guess I am 10 years older. I have had two kids. We've made multiple moves. I own multiple businesses. And to still say that about my fitness is really cool. And I think that it allows me to have this confidence in my conversations with my clients and say, you know, if this is something you want, then we are here for you. And so those are some of the realities of being a pregnant athlete. Then we go into postpartum and a whole new set of challenges, blessings and challenges and hardships come up, right? So we have the big event. We have D-Day, delivery day, and baby comes into our world. And there's the realities of recovering from pregnancy and delivery as a person whose goals are already pushing the boundaries of what our, our physical capacity is. And then there's the realities of being a mom athlete and those are legit, you know? Um, when you are in that early postpartum period, your focus is on pelvic floor rehab, core rehab. 
And then as you get further away from birth and you kind of get out of that fourth trimester or the first 12 weeks of baby's life, we start putting in more sports-specific movements. (laughs) Or my bias is putting in sports-specific movements as soon as people want to do sports-specific movements. But the other stuff comes in, you know, I cannot control all the things that I used to have control over. Like, yes, athletes should be sleeping nine to 10 hours straight per night. They need more sleep than the person who is not pushing themselves physically. But LOL about that because that is not in my control. You know, I have a newborn at home or I have a toddler who is sick or I have a kiddo who has a bad dream and ends up in my bed kicking me the entire night. And so I am going to control the controllables and do the best that I can with what I got. And that is in training. And that is on competition day. I remember I was five months postpartum and I was doing my first weightlifting meet. So I had done a powerlifting meet three months postpartum. And then I at a five months postpartum, I did a weightlifting meet with my daughter. And she had been sleeping okay. She was, both my kids, um, it took them about a year before they were truly sleeping through the night. Some people were luckier than me. Some people were less lucky than me. I just kind of got the cards that I was dealt. But the night before my first competition, I remember she just slept terribly. She was going through a leap or a regression or she was just having a bad night, whatever. And I really got bad sleep that night. And I was, I was only able to nurse her for, you know, four months because of, that's a whole other story. But, um, Thankfully, I wasn't because I loaded up on so much caffeine that day and you just you just did what you could, right? I just took each warm up as I was. Thankfully, I wasn't trying to cut weight. So there wasn't the added stress on my body of trying to cut weight. But, you know, you just took every warm up set and I was having conversations with my coach who was handling me at the meet about what I legitimately felt ready for that day based on what he was seeing in my movement patterns, based on what I felt capable of being on so little sleep. And it was just controlling the controllables. And, you know, I am a much more resilient athlete now having two kids at home. Because the small stuff in warm-up or like the timing of my warm up or you know prepping for an event and it doesn't go the way that I want it to I don't stress about it as much anymore and so the reality is that you know my parenting doesn't go on pause because I'm getting ready for me or you know the needs of my kids don't slow down because I'm in competitive mode but while that is a reality, that is a hardship, I've also just from an athletic perspective seen it as a blessing because it is something that has made me more adaptable. And then one of the last realities of trying to get back to exercise in that postpartum period that I kind of wanted to speak to in this first pilot episode because I really feel like it cues up a lot of the conversations we're going to have is what happens if things don't go like they were supposed to go? You know, you thought that 
you were going to have an unmedicated vaginal birth, stuff hit the fan, and you ended up with a C-section you didn't think you needed or wanted, what happens if you're getting back to exercise and all of a sudden you have an injury? For example, getting back to gymnastics and your shoulder hurts. What happens if you are on your good trajectory and then all of a sudden you weren't peeing with double unders and now you are? What do we do when that when that happens? And I think the reality of being an athlete in general and definitely the reality of being a postpartum athlete is that nothing ever goes according to plan. <laughs> um, and our rehab is never linear. And I have a lot of conversations with people about, you know, setting up our expectations and then recognizing that when we are trying to push our bodies, whether that's, you know, in a workout class or that's in a competition or in a program that we like from a training perspective, we are going to hit snags and that is okay. You know, we kind of live in a bounce back culture where we have these expectations about coming back postpartum and never looking like we've had a kid and having our athleticism be exactly where it was before. And you may get there. Like, I'm not here to tell you that that cannot be a goal of yours. I am, you know, some people go really far and say bounce backs don't exist. And, you know, I'm here to meet my clients where they're at, not to tell them what they should need. But I always tell my clients not to put a timeline on it where we have, you know, we can kind of set some gray boundaries or expectations. And I try and do that, you know, like we have, most people are kind of returning to Valsalva or holding their breath with bracing between four and five months postpartum. They're getting weightlifting belts out five to six months postpartum. Our strength numbers, if we're really trying to push it, are probably between nine and 12 months postpartum where we're inching in or starting to touch weights we were looking at pre-pregnancy. We have those kind of buoys, um, but that doesn't mean that it's a straight line and that we're going from empty bar to 250 in five pound increments and we're never looking back. You know, we're going to have times where stuff happens and that's where you have a team around you. And what that team can look like is going to be different. I'm biased as a pelvic health physical therapist. I obviously want to be on your team. But that's also having other like-minded individuals, having coaches with training in this stuff, having conversations with coaches and colleagues and friends about what these issues are and what that looks like and getting support when you need it. Like we're talking about physical ailments, but it can be mental health things, you know? Oh, I'm a super strong athlete. I can't possibly get postpartum depression and anxiety. That is not true. And none of us are immune to these things. It was actually one of the things I was most afraid of in that postpartum period. And so slow and steady rinse the race. Open communication always wins. And having goals are absolutely allowed, but having a team to make sure that you're able to set yourself up for success as much as possible within the confines that are under your control, I just think is so wonderful and so needed in this space because we are seeing more examples of a lot of moms who are continuing to run races, whether that's at a high level or, you know, doing a 5k, having that as a goal for your postpartum journey, doing marathons, doing Peloton classes, going to Orange Theory, doing 
boot camps, burn boot camps, going to CrossFit, competing in the open, maybe trying to make quarterfinals. Maybe we are having moms who are doing semifinals. Like if you look at the CrossFit games, we have Tia right now who is pregnant, but then we also have, you know, so many women in the top 10 who are moms, you know, uh, Cara and Aria Lowen, Annie Thor's daughter, Emily Lugan, like Lugman, I think is last name. Don't quote me on that. You can, you can make fun of me if I'm saying it last name wrong. Um, but we have so many examples and then go into our masters or 35 plus, and you're going to see more moms than, than those that aren't. And so super cool to see uh, some of these things. And I think really important to acknowledge some of these considerations for pregnant and postpartum people. And so this is our pilot episode. This is, this is the world that we're going to talk about. And I hope that with this pilot that you felt a little bit less alone or that your feelings were validated uh, because I know I struggled with that in my own journey. And I hope that we can continue to have these really cool conversations about all things mom and sport and exercise. And I'm just so excited to get started. So if you have any thoughts about what you want to see on this podcast, I would love to hear from you. I have tons of ideas, but I want this to be something that serves you, something that gets into conversations that you want to talk about. I cannot wait to have these conversations. We're going to do a lot of one-on-one podcasts, but we're also going to bring on some guests. And so if you have an idea of who you want to talk to or chat with, also would love for you to let me know. Otherwise, thanks for hanging out with me for the last half hour or so, and I cannot wait to keep having these conversations. Bye.